Wait, also, I think the like the third Nick Jonas front tooth is like podcast lore. Like that isn't it from an early episode that we mentioned that, Paul? Probably. I also don't think that a lot of people are aware that it's not just three front teeth. They are like perfectly symmetrical as if he had braces on all three front teeth and they are perfectly aligned like a flat rectangle. I mean, what's he going to do? Have two good teeth and a snaggle tooth like Kirk? <laughs> is is it a snap? I just respect that he I respect that he's like has money and has never fixed it. Well, bringing it back to Kirk, does Kirk have <laughs> like a snaggle tooth or does he just have the gay lisp? I don't think I have a snaggle tooth. I don't have great I don't have amazing they're okay teeth, but I think my teeth bring me character. <laughs> I have never thought about Nick Jonas Me having character. Before, but, oh well. <laughs> You don't. <laughs> when I famously said it on Bachelor, famously meaning just myself knows this, but on a bachelor party this summer or a few months ago, I got really drunk and started telling everyone how like they don't have character because they've never struggled. And I was like, I have character <gasps> because I've struggled so much. With what? With Famously. What? Famously with a lot being of things, a white and, like, male. The whole weekend, everybody was like, wow, Kirk is the only one here with character. That's iconic for you, Kirk. Is that the bachelorette party that you made all about yourself? Like you made a TikTok? That's that's literally that's literally every single one he's ever been on. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it was that one. It was that one. But that's all of them. You have to, otherwise you don't go. Someone has to be the bride. Yes, yes. And, and not not the bride for sure. <laughs> typically, yes, yeah. Typically the bride the whoop. <laughs> Typically the role <laughs> of the bride is played by the bride. Um <laughs> What do you guys think about what do you guys think about like the groom making a surprise appearance at the bachelorette? Like, is that really necessary? No, because no. let's be let's be fucking for real. If this were the bride showing up to the bachelor party, it would be a whole thing. True. That's a good point. That never happens. Because so they're this doing did, heinous shit. This kind of happened to me once. I was at a bachelor party and we weren't doing heinous shit. We we just went to a bar and all of a sudden the best man's fiance showed up and drug him out and <gasps> took him home. Iconic. And none of us really know why. No, none of us told the women where we were going. Now, mind you, this was also the night before the wedding, which whoever's decision it was to do a bachelor party the night before the wedding was Wild. a fucking idiot. Wild. Well, I don't know that we were trying to rebuild uh, or if we were just trying to start from the ground up, but I think that's a perfect segue to our next section, um, which is the introduction of this podcast. And as the former host of this podcast, I can think of no better way than to reintroduce ourselves by passing the reins of a podcast to the only white straight man that is on this family of podcasters. Andrew, take it away. Take us into the hellscape. And I feel like I'm really qualified because I'm the one with the Shure SM7, which is like the iconic, like every millennial man has to get one of these and start a podcast. So here we what are. What are you talking no about? One, no one knows what that is. Girl. I, well, I thought you were Gen X. <laughs> I thought he was a silent generation. We wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will be replaced by chat GPT soon. <laughs> That's what we really should do. We should have just hired ChatGPT to do this. Take us into the hellscape, Andrew. Welcome to the Hellscape Carousel. 
This is a new podcast about existing on this doomed planet that we all live on. This podcast has its roots in another podcast that we all did and you may have heard of called Let's Unpack That. That podcast was started by Paul Warren, who is divorced on this podcast right now and divorced. Paul, uh, actually, wait. No, we're sticking, yeah. we're sticking with we Paul wanna... Warren. If I'm going to make money, I'm going to take it off of his name. No. <gasps> <laughs> and then you're going to give it to him. <laughs> okay. Okay. My last, my last payment is in November 2023. So. <laughs> nothing, nothing we say is legally actionable on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, that podcast was started by Paul who's on this podcast with us right now, way back in 2019, which honestly feels like a completely different era of existence for all of us. I mean, it feels like forever ago, and it it really isn't that long ago. Um, But he started it as a way for himself and his friends to just talk about everything from coming out to Road Rage to Disney Channel original movies. Uh, what started as a lighthearted social time with friends without the expectation of having any kind of audience suddenly became a more serious endeavor in June 2020. Uh, the world was in quarantine from COVID, if we all remember that. Apparently, COVID's over, so, you know, yippee. And the summer of rage was in full swing after the murder of George Floyd. One of Paul's Instagram posts about the upcoming presidential election inexplicably went viral in June. We're talking over 280,000 likes. And I remember the day that happened, you frantically texting us and saying, I don't know what's happening. My phone is like almost shutting down from the amount of notifications I'm getting right now. I know. And like my follower count was like, climbing like crazy we were all like on a work happy hour as i crossed like ten thousand followers in one day it was very very confusing i don't remember i don't even think it's possible to like go viral on instagram in that way anymore unless you're like showing whole yeah <laughs> <laughs> do they allow that on instagram no they don't <laughs> my side they do my yeah same here girl <laughs> <laughs> i my algorithm does not show me whole anyway a political influencer was born so (laughs) i mean talk about a hole (laughs) in a few short weeks the four of us became the regular host of let's unpack that as we focused on the election and up to the minute political topics we tackled the presidential debates the insurrection the conflicts in armenia and ukraine fascism, QAnon, and many other topics with a rotating slate of guests. But by March of last year, the pandemic, our daily jobs, and the constant grind of researching and recording episodes burned all four of us the fuck out. For the past year, Let's Unpack That has been on hiatus. We've had a couple of attempts of trying to restart the podcast, and they've all pretty much fizzled out. And we decided we've unpacked enough, and now it's time to ride the hellscape carousel. So a lot has happened over the last year for us, both personally and professionally. We enlisted the help of an incredibly talented project manager named Maggie to help us get this off the ground, and we've never been more excited and ready to get back to podcasting. So let's meet our hosts. Paul, who are you? Oh, well, I feel like you... Hi, I'm Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you gave me the best introduction uh, in just the description of how this podcast started. Um, But yeah, I'm Paul. Um, 
And I'm really excited to be back podcasting here. Um, as Andrew said, it was kind of just like an avenue to talk about anxiety, depression, talk about things with friends. Like it was more of a way for me to do therapy outside of therapy. Um, also much more affordable, but a little bit more time consuming. Um, and I feel that from the time that the most recent attempt to reinvigorate the podcast failed to now, um, my life has changed dramatically. I have moved to Columbus, Ohio. I recently took the bold step of getting divorced. I am going on my first solo travel to Europe ever. Um, my job has changed immensely. My friendship circle has changed immensely. My waistline has changed immensely. And um, I'm really excited to be back here with everyone. My, you know, favorite group of friends also uh favorite group of favorite uh favorite um no uh, just people that i know um and um <laughs> i am thrilled to kind of reintroduce myself in a format that is not constrained by infographics that is not constrained by an instagram or an influencer presence because i don't have any interest in doing that anymore so um I'm Paul, and I'm going to continue to figure myself out while we record this podcast. Um, but out of all my least favorite people here, my least favorite um, is Erica. So, Erica, why don't you introduce yourself next? <laughs> you, like, started that, and I was like, wait, I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, I'm Erica. I am the probably most known for being the sole Black voice on this podcast. Um, well, Kirk is a white twink, so he thinks he's also a black voice on this podcast. Um, but I have been hating accounting as I have been for the past five years that I've been working in accounting. Um, and I'm, you know, I think as Andrew and Paul kind of said, we had a couple of attempts at, you know, getting back into recording and getting back into releasing content. And I think we were kind of, trying to go way big when we didn't have to. We have awesome listeners. We are passionate and we have a lot to offer. So I'm super excited to get back into this um, and just jump right in. Being in people who like to jump into ridiculous situations at all time of night, sometimes bringing those situations in the back of their bedroom while we record <laughs> the podcast is Mr. Kirk Charles Wilson, also known as Charlie Kirk's tether. He <laughs> <laughs> famously, I, I I respect that. I love being his tether. Um, <laughs> I what are we talking about here? Oh, ourselves. Um, I something you something I'm, you've you never done before in your entire life. I didn't I didn't prepare any notes on this one, so I don't know how I'm going to do this. But um, <laughs> I. Uh, not much. Paul's like, I got divorced. So I'm like trying to get something cooler than that. Nothing's happened to me <laughs> <laughs> that monumentous in the time we've been away. It was way cool. Um, it was way cool. So cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just living in Philadelphia, sucking a lot of dick and getting by. <laughs> wow. We love that for you. Oh, wait. I actually haven't been. Because... You haven't been living in Philadelphia? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> um anyway <laughs> who's next 
What's that mean? <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> go, I guess that go, would be me. I mean, go, I, I'm go, the... Go. <laughs> I'm the older generation of the podcast for sure. And uh, I've only gotten older over the last year. That's so cra- that's crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Funny you're aging. Happening. <laughs> wow. You know, I know it was weird that the rest of us function like Benjamin Button, but I didn't think you were actually aging. <laughs> yeah. I seem to have lost more hair follicles than brains. <laughs> Uh, cells, but then again, I, I, know I didn't have, <laughs> I say, I didn't have that many brain cells to begin with. So, I bitch, think you don't have a lot of hair follicles to begin with. Please, <laughs> that's, that's true too. So, oh I, I mean, I, I think I've been kind of in the same boat as everyone, just dealing with the pandemic, kind of coming to a weird sort of end, maybe, as well as just the hellscape of being a millennial professional in america having a job that doesn't really fulfill you and it isn't maybe all that fun but kind of pays the bills but also doesn't is like every year it seems like there's a new excuse for why it's like oh we can't really give raises this year because whatever um and then we go and buy a new company for a couple billion dollars so you know just the usual Corporate fuck shit. Yep. Corporate fuck shit. I would like but to point I'm out really at this moment, for legal here. reasons, I do not agree. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really happy to be back doing this. Um, yeah, we had a couple of attempts to restart it, and I'm really happy that we're on a good track to restart it here now. And I love how we keep honestly, saying, we, I know. We, we're trying to restart. Like, no one's going to want to listen to this. We keep saying we didn't want to do it, but now we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> It's not that we didn't want to. It's just we literally didn't have Maggie. <laughs> That's true. true. Yeah, because because all of us are just worthless at doing anything. That's why we need somebody who's organized. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just really I'm just really thrilled to to be back doing this because this literally was one of the things that got me through the pandemic in 2020 and early 2021. Is is even though it was a lot of work. It, it was like this regular thing that we all did throughout the pandemic. Yeah, it was the only thing that got you through the pandemic because Andrew refuses to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. All members oh of the podcast oh are vaccinated. <laughs> Some to monkeypox. <laughs> well, I don't need that. Oh, okay, God. girl. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew. Were you saying that monkeypox was a gay only disease? Where have I heard that before? <laughs> When did we hire Fox News for the podcast? Yeah, some, something about Anthony Fauci and AIDS. We'll, we'll just leave that. Oh, no. Andrew, you're cutting that. <laughs> leave it in. This is the rebrand, baby. <laughs> All right. So, what is the Hellscape Carousel? It is quite literally the whole fucking planet, but especially this shithole country that all four of us are stuck in. It feels like nothing ever changes or improves. Our political and economic systems are never-ending carnival rides of absolute bullshit. All of us are affected by it, whether we believe it or not. It's easy to feel powerless and frustrated, trust me. The divides between left and right, rich and poor, get deeper and deeper. The leaders we elect and look to for help rarely deliver on their promises, and honestly, rarely feels generous. We will be talking about all kinds of topics, some that don't seem immediately political, 
and study how those constant undercurrents of classism, racism, sexism, imperialism, and capitalisms, and all the other isms that Kirk seems to love, cannot connect and pollute everything around us. It really feels like we're completely fucked most of the time. And I think we all have have let that take hold of us over the last few years. But this is not a Doomer podcast, I promise. We still think there is hope and awareness and education. And now more than ever is the time to get involved and understand the systems that shape and control our world. So, Paul, what's your personal hellscape besides being friends with us three? Well, you did just give me a really good preface. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) But for me, it was like nearly impossible to pick one particular personal hellscape. Like when you think of the amount of things in our world that are cyclically insufferable and energy draining, it's almost overwhelming, right? Because like your hellscape could be something as simple as sitting in traffic behind a pickup truck covered in bumper stickers that's driven by a short king with a Napoleon complex. You're just like stuck there for minutes, sometimes hours, it feels like just inhaling the fumes of toxic masculinity. And you're sitting there reading things like, my LGBT community is Liberty Guns, Beer, and Trump. Like, I like that could be a very, like, obvious example of a hellscape. Or, like, it could be something as complex as, like, the impending cycle of doom you can see, hear, smell, and feel when your favorite podcaster or political commentator says something like, so it looks like Republicans will be filibustering this bill, or... We don't have 50 votes because of Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. Or listen, we worked the system and did the best we could, but now it's time to think about 2024. E- exhausting. That's, that's the definition of a carousel. We've all heard those things before. But um, I wanted to take a non-political approach today. Um, I'm going for a rebrand. You know, uh, I'm no longer legally Paul Warren, though I am going to claim that on this podcast. Um, I think it's okay for me to talk about the hellscape in a way that has absolutely nothing to do with politics. So my personal hellscape at this moment in 2023 is poorly designed domestic interiors. And I want to be clear. She's snapping her fingers. I can see it. I am not talking to anyone without money. I am not talking about people without access. I am speaking directly to the people who have the means, knowledge, and resources, but choose to make their house look like it was either one, staged by a realtor in 2015, or two, designed by an Etsy store owner in 2012. So a couple things on that. I would say grouping into categories of my personal hellscape. First, college-inspired design, which I also refer to as adult arts and crafts. This includes, but is not limited to, sorority and fraternity letters or class photos on display in any environment, but particularly a bedroom. If you want to do this, Frame it nicely and put it inside a gallery wall in your office or a room that is only yours, one that you do not share with other people and that other people do not visit. Number two, (laughs) pennants, flags, mugs, blankets that are representative of that current college branding. If you want to do this, opt for a more subtle vintage look that matches the current scheme of your living room. And for God's sake, please, please throw out the empty bottles of alcohol. You do not need to collect them. And they certainly do not need to be on top of your cabinets. Take a picture of the bottle that you like and save it, and you don't need to use these things as trophies anymore. Uh, Third, under this category of adults, arts, and crafts, tapestries, period. If you are not part of a community that designs, weaves, or sells textiles, I do not want to see it in your home. You are not a Tibetan monk living at the base of Mount Everest. You are a 29-year-old white woman named Margaret living in Haddonfield, New Jersey. (laughs) 
Special exceptions, <laughs> of course, apply to well-designed, well-curated tapestries purchased during a trip abroad or elsewhere in the United States. So that's my first category of, of, of hellscape. The second category in design is what I would like to call Gen X-inspired millennial decor. And we have all talked about this on this podcast before. First example in this category is pointless sayings that do not apply to you and your life. And if you're on TikTok, you already know what I'm talking about. You can find any of these things at any Hallmark store, Marshalls, or Home Goods. Signs like, we eat here. The kitchen is closed. A little pixie dust and pinot makes this house go round. We don't need any of that anymore. So number two in this category is commercial artwork, or as I like to call it, divorced dad art. You would typically <laughs> find these things or designs, I guess you could say, in places like Ikea, Boathouse Row in Philadelphia, a phone booth in London, a Ferris wheel in a grassy field, the Eiffel Tower in black and white, a picture of a buffalo when you live in New York City. The third is matching furniture sets. We are beyond this stage in our lives where everything needs to be uniform. Your bed frame does not need to match your end table, which does not need to match your bureau, which does not need to match your bathroom sink. And yes, this trend will inevitably return, but I beg you to go down to your local thrift store, Goodwill, or secondhand shop and find some eclectic pieces. They are cost-effective, and we need to stop rewarding companies that make things that don't last long. We can do better and should. So I realize that some of these things are somewhat controversial, so I do want to offer a postscript to my personal hellscape. Um, for anyone who is about to tear items off of their walls or never listen to this podcast again, if it makes you happy, leave it up. If it reminds you of someone, don't throw it out. And if you can't afford something else, keep it. There is absolutely no substitute for personal comfort, but these are my opinions based on what works for me. But I am begging you to stop painting your houses gray. Please visit secondhand stores before you go to Amazon and list talented interior designers that work for like pennies on the dollar compared to what you spend on some of these things. Use TikTok and Instagram for inspiration. We do not need to return to Pinterest. Filter on small businesses on Etsy and repurpose things from older people in your life. But if I enter and I see one goddamn she believes she could so she did sign, I'm walking right back out of your house because that is my personal hellscape. I've been thinking a lot about this. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> I am putting all those things in my house just to repel you. <laughs> my sister, I think we all know this. That's what her house looks like. And actually, when I was staying there a few weeks ago, that weekend that my I had to put my dad in the insane asylum. Um, <laughs> that was my hellscape. Um, I took I, all these videos. I need to put together and make a TikTok out of now that you reminded me because it is, her house is insane. <laughs> And she's like actually a cool person. And like you don't need to be doing this. It's la it's lazy. I think that's it what it is. It's lazy. It's lazy. Iconic. Not you coming after your siblings. No, it's it's true. But sorry. And that's why I say it's like it not about money, not about access. It's people who no. make this willful decision because they don't feel like going to multiple stores. They don't feel like thinking and then like or having someone come in and think and like personalize it to them and said, let's just write eat on the wall. I would like to be clear. I do have the print of the London photo phone booth, but okay. I was literally sitting here, like, okay, kettle, like, bitch. The call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> I thought you were going to come for my IKEA Vietnam rope bridge above my bed that no longer exists. You mean the bridge to Terabithia? I almost did. <laughs> the bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> Kirk's personal Vietnam. <laughs> it was just called Vietnam. 
Are we really? Everyone Google that. <laughs> Everyone Google Vietnam. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Google Vietnam IKEA. Or no, Viet- maybe there's IKEAs in Vietnam. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Why do I hear Fortunate Son playing in the distance? <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I hate this podcast. I know. Oh my God. Andrew, two of us are people of color. (laughs) Literally. Is it my turn? Is it? Is it? It Yeah. All right. My hellscape was something else, but I, after hearing Paul, Paul, I have decided that my hellscape is, um, you fucking crusty bitches who think that the only way to look fashionable is to go on Shein, buy a hundred dollars worth of clothes, aka 6.5 trillion items, all to throw them away because they don't fucking fit you. And the return policy is literally a little note that says, fuck you. Stop. <laughs> like, we don't need to buy this shit at all. First of all, fast fashion, killing our planet, killing local economies, killing small businesses taking work from designers, literally selling Nazi paraphernalia. Like, you know who buys stuff on websites who sell Nazi shit? Fucking Nazis. Stop buying fast fashion. You can thrift. You can buy from sustainable, like fast fashion or like fast fashion is not the cheapest choice. It is quite literally the opposite because I buy 10 to 15 new items of clothes a year and they're very high quality because I want them to last. And then the rest, I thrift. Why? Because it's cheaper, it's fun, and you're not wearing the same thing as fucking half of Gen Z on TikTok. So stop being tacky, stop being lazy, and stop pretending like you're broke because you know what broke bitches always end up doing? Thrifting. Staying broke. Period. Honestly, period. <laughs> Isn't that right, Andrew? <laughs> okay, so I have never, ever, and I probably myself for this, ordered anything on Sheen. Have it? Has anybody? I you have three years ago. <laughs> no, I did. I, I'm the first to own it. Okay, three years ago, well, you I brought. It and then you threw it out, probably. Well, I bought a pair of shorts from Sheen, and they were like two sizes larger than my normal size because that's how Sheen works, and. I literally put them on and immediately the zipper just blew off. Like (laughs) the little thing was on the floor staring back at me like, you fat bitch. (laughs) So quite frankly, I would not have this issue with fast fashion had those shorts been a little bit more respectful to me in 2020. Well, but but I I think so. Like I I have never bought anything from Shein, but I have uh, bought clothes from Amazon, which I have to imagine they're the same sellers and it's the same manufacturers, right? Uh, Amazon sells Shein. And and here's my thing. Like if you're if you're going to do it at one, Amazon has a great return policy. I've literally bought things, worn them to events and then returned them. But um, I that might be theft. Uh, That's worse. (laughs) I kind of thought I was like sticking it to Amazon. All right. We'll talk about that another time. But I do think I'm like, it's not, it's not creative. And Erica, like you're, you're talking about this as like one, a like woman who is, you know, in her late twenties. Bet you, bet you, bet you hated that. I'm in my mid twenties. I'm in my mid twenties. Thank you. uh, Mid twenties. You're also a woman of color. Like 
many secondhand stores are designed for people who can fit very easily into Shein clothes. Like, so also the people that are shopping like at Shein could, could turn around these small businesses, the ones that struggle, like though more often than not, those clothes are designed for your body. Like when I, as a six foot four, 215 pound man, like walk into a thrift store, I know that there's going to be like one tiny little rack of things that I can maybe buy. Um, and everything else is like not going to be designed for my body. So like, it's honestly easier for most people that sort of fit into this bucket to find clothes that afford them. Those, all those people that are viral on TikTok that all look the same, like they would look amazing. And I'd probably follow them if they, you know, actually thrifted some of their clothes and looked better. I don't know. Just my thought. Yeah. I think it's tough, right? Like I know a lot of plus size women, like I, I'm not even going to go through the midsize debate because it's incredibly fat phobic, but I am a plus size woman in the sense that I'm not a straight size and it is tough, like getting clothes that fit tough. And sometimes Shein does offer plus sizes, plus size options that other stores don't have, but let's fucking hold these clothing companies accountable. Like anthropology used to be only straight sizes. Now they have one of the best plus size options out there. And so it's one of those things where like we as consumers drive everything like those ugly, chuggy, live, laugh, love signs. We only sell them because people keep buying them. And it's like that is where we need to fucking take a step back and say, all right, they're not meeting our demands. We make those demands. We are the consumer. That is to say, there's so much about fast fashion and between the production and the designs that are stolen and the impact it has on our planet and our economy and people's self-esteem and people's, you know, I am someone who makes my own clothes every now and then. And I know how difficult that is. And it's, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to make a shirt in an hour. And the way that they're compensated is so cruel and fucked up. So it is a hellscape. Did Every you, aspect. Did you see what? the, I don't, it might've been Sheen or one of the brands where the workers were um, sewing in help to some of the clothing. Yeah, I did see that like they were putting it on the tags, I think, which yeah. is, first of all, it's the terrifying. fact that the fact that that's happening at all is so, so scary. And it is a hellscape. And it's it's a hellscape that I wish people would realize it's not just, you know, the fashion girlies on TikTok. It is all of us. It's all of us. I mean, last weekend before the concert, I was like, I need to get something quick. And I just went on Amazon. Like I should, in theory, like I should have done that. If it's just, it's yeah, so I shaded easily. you for it. Yeah. Okay, girl, I look great. But <laughs> I do think we should propose a buyback program for those live, laugh, love signs. So I'm going to start that legislation if you guys are all into it. Mm-hmm. I would totally support. I think it should be um, funded by our United States government. Do you do you think that conservatives would be more likely to hold on to their guns or their live, laugh, love signs? <laughs> Ooh. I don't know, man. I think, to be quite honest, nothing has conservative women in a chokehold more than that super dark eyeliner only on the bottom lid, bitch. And never, honestly, not even the bottom lid, like underneath the bottom lid. <laughs> With Mickey ears on the head to boot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not the Mickey ears. We should oh, propose they're, that. They're not into Mickey anymore. Mickey is the conservative furry. Like, we all know that, right? Mickey is like some gay liberal. Yeah, Mickey's woke now. They don't like Mickey. Guys, I have been sleeping under. (laughs) 
Under under Mickey? Keep that to yourself, girl. Yeah, never mind. Under Rhonda Sanctimonious? I gonna, yeah, I honestly I have been kind of like sleeping oh on politics just in general, but you're right. Like Mickey is now basically trans, I think. So <laughs> Speaking of hell, Kirk, what's your hellscape besides this? <laughs> My personal hellscape is dating gay men. Where to start? Well, first, the competition gay men have with each other makes it near impossible to find someone who actually wants to get to know you as opposed to prove themselves as better than you. Okay, the but if I was going to add something, if I were going to uh, compete with that, if I could just say something. <laughs> stop. Stop. Jesus I'm so done. Plus, like, I, already, I already got married once. <laughs> I'm, I'm, better at, I'm better at gay dating than you are. I'm also better at gay divorce than you are. Period. Literally. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> The never-ending assumptions made about the other person's sexual preferences. You're not a top. Please, you're a bottom. I don't want to bump purses with you. Gays of Philadelphia, listen. I'm verse, okay? If you're listening to this, you're probably not. I'm verse. I'm not a power bottom. Someone's calling. <laughs> it's my sister. Speak. <laughs> I'll say, wow. Well, I can't live, laugh, love. Goodbye. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't realize that Grinder had a phone call option now. <laughs> it does. It does. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Before even walking in the restaurant for the date, you have to surrender the fact that this man has probably already had sex with five of your friends and you five of theirs. Then the fun part, after you realize you don't like each other, which is quickly into the second drink, you get to see this person out at bars, parties, social settings, orgies for the rest of eternity and awkwardly wave, which I actually kind find kind of fun, especially when you're hot and they got ugly. So to be honest, this is a hellscape that I'd like to keep and live in. Paul, anything to add? I'm sorry. Are you are you are you held hostage by your hellscape? What is is this Stockholm like, syndrome? It is. I think it is. Honestly. Otherwise, I wouldn't have chosen to be gay. <laughs> oh my god! I was going to say that I I thought the whole premise of this podcast is we're trying to overcome the hellscape, but it seems like we no, want to wallow in it. it. She she'd been riding that hellscape, but no, I would say like I think that there is. There is something addicting. Obviously, there's there's things that are addicting about dating apps, like whether they provide sexual gratification or not. So I think that like absolutely there's a piece of this world of the hellscape that is something that people do feel they want to continue or genuinely enjoy that we have this opportunity to connect with one another um, in like such a perverse, <laughs> like I say perverse and like through the lens of not like judgmentally, just like compared to what the average person would think of like gay dating like the fact that like kirk said the word orgies i had no reaction and the other people like on the podcast were like Whoa, like their eyes like open i was like it's just like that's that's in that sense like it is perverse but i i think that there is something like addicting about it because you know how often do we hear and or see memes that are like oh the second that i delete grinder but then i have a glass of wine i redownload it i open it up i edit my pictures you know i'm like immediately sending hole and pull like it's just to me, like it's whole and pull. Well, ladies that's and gentlemen, that's the new name of this podcast. Actually, he's verse. Um, so uh, I'm verse girl. But I don't want any whole picks. I really don't. So maybe I'm the bottom. <laughs> no, I mean, I I would agree. I'm I'm not particularly a fan of. Um, uh, I would. I'm not particularly a fan of 
uh, whole. No, I said, I'm not. I'm not particularly a fan of like the gay dating scene, though, because for me, I do struggle to see those people out um, in person, yeah, es- especially if it's someone that ghosted me. Because like I'm not a ghoster at all. Like like I'm sure I have in the past, but more often than not, I'm like letting people down with two or three paragraphs, which honestly probably may be worse. Um, but I feel that like I have not even at 31 been able to find comfort in seeing people out that I have dated and or hooked up with and or just seen their nudes, you know, like it takes me a bit. I think the good thing with you moving that helps probably to a degree because you didn't, I mean, in in the grand scheme of everything, you recently did move. But I like, I was out two weeks ago and I ran into the first guy I ever hooked up with almost a decade ago. Yeah. Like that's not, I shouldn't have to see that. Per- and then, and then, honestly, there's no, no issue there, but it's just like, why do I have to see this person? Like Erica would never see the first person she hooked up with a decade ago at a bar. Cause it was in San Diego, California. But even still, like the odds are not going to see that. I mean, I have. Because you're a virgin. <laughs> I mean, I have seen, you know, people I've hooked up with at bars, but what I will say is we don't belong to the same community. Um, and I think that is where right, gay right, dating right, really is right. a hellscape is like you are in a community that is famously tight knit that literally has a few blocks dedicated to it where it is safe for people within right. that community to go out. Whereas like, uh, you know, for me, it's like straight men are everywhere, unfortunately, unfortunately. Um, and so it is very hard to separate dating from like it's hard when dating and friendship and community can all be the same thing in one person whereas for me it's kind of you know as a newly queer woman um I'm starting to see what that looks like too because a queer the community of queer men, women in Philadelphia is quite small. It's, and it's even smaller, right? Yeah, than the yeah. gay male community. And they're community. all like married each other at one point. So yep. <laughs> we got to keep U-Haul in business somehow. Bro, let me tell you, there's a U-Haul half a mile down, a U-Haul center half a mile down from my house. Let me tell you, that is where I'm going to find my wife. So I bet so. Well, because they closed all the lesbian bars, too. There's only 18 lesbian bars left in the United States. 18? 18. There's like 18 gay bars here in Columbus. It's ridiculous. Girl. I know. We give gays too much. I agree. (gasps) And they barely take anything. There's so many bottoms. I'm not. All right, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, what's your personal hellscape? Other than when I sent that nude photo to you once. (laughs) I mean, I kind of enjoyed that. Okay. <gasps> oh girl, I bought him for you. <laughs> oh no, I'm done with uh, this. Can you paint with all the colors of his wind? <laughs> oh, okay, I'm. Oh leaving. my god. So, uh, my hellscape is my family, my extremely right wing and conservative family, and I'm sure that their hellscape is me and probably this podcast. Once they hear it, and they especially hear this first episode with Kirk on it, um, but. Over the last, like, I don't know, like six months, they've been making this, like, effort, or at least my mom's been making this effort to, like, get me more involved with them. And because over the last, like, you know, year, two years, the pandemic, all the stuff that's been going on politically, they've gotten, like, more right wing, and I didn't want to catch COVID, so we weren't hanging out so much. And my mom has like made this effort to like get me back into life as 
more and i i do want to hang out with them mm-hmm. but at the same time it's so hard to hang out with people that you know have extremely different beliefs and not just extremely different beliefs it's it's beliefs that are directly opposed to what you think is a functional healthy society and like against the very people on this podcast that I'm friends with. So it's, it's just tough to like be in a room with, with somebody who's like, you know, like they read the gateway pundit, Mm -hmm. they read natural news. They're like a hundred percent against abortion. They're a hundred percent against gay marriage. And it's like, we got past gay marriage like years ago. We're on to other things now. And you don't even think that these people deserve to exist. That's literally what Paul said. I'm past gay marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my God. I, I was past one in particular. Thank you. Just just one gay marriage. He's gotten, Not all of listen, them. If you guys want to go into the Let's Unpack That archives, there's an episode <laughs> about how we fell in love. So j- jump right in. I completely We're only guaranteed one that. marriage. Did you know that? No, you can't do it again. Yeah, between a man and a woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yes. God, Paul, do we have to get married now? <gasps> um, oh, that's, that's, oh God, you're breaking mm, up. Th- is that allowed? <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed anymore. Is it? I don't think so. Some people think are trying. First of all, so long as Clarence, so long as Clarence <laughs> Thomas's ass is on the Supreme Court, it's allowed, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, I think that you hit on like something though that's so interesting. Like I also have very different political beliefs than some members of my family that I was very, very close with. You know, before the pandemic, before the protests for racial justice, like before the election, and then like just things started to build afterwards. And I have been able to repair some of those relationships. Um, I have not found a way to see eye to eye with them, but I have found ways to at least be in the same room. But for others, I'm like, I don't even know where to begin because the words that we exchanged with one another were things that I never thought we would be saying to each other, you know, three years ago, Um, maybe like four, because things were kind of starting to get I mean, things were bad, but people were starting to realize how bad they were even before COVID. And it is challenging, right? Like there's, of course, the easy statement uh, that, well, they're just family. It's just blood. Like, what does it really matter? You wouldn't even be friends with these people if you weren't directly related to them. Yeah, sure. In verbiage, that's really easy. But in practice, that's really hard because there are these years of relationships and expectations built up around these people but to see what you would so easily call as hatred or ignorance or bigotry in someone else but them not understand that you struggle to be in the same room with them is like fucking mind-bending right um and i just empathize with that as a personal hellscape because while i've been able to repair some i have not been able to repair all and and i don't know that i can or should try anymore right cuz what is the best for us in terms of surviving the hellscape is it entertaining these relationships with family that are harmful or is it you know like just cutting them off i i i don't know i think that's a great point as someone who can't relate because i'm black that just sounds so sad for you it must be so hard being white men yeah i'm so sorry but I mean, it is it, extremely difficult. Thank you for recognizing our plight. We are listening. At, we appreciate you listening and learning. Um, but I, <laughs> I'm posting my white square. But it's just, <laughs> oh no. But it's just, it's like, it's probably right. Like it's, it's the most obvious recent example that like 
white people have that there can be disagreement in a white community like and it's like what we're trying to like advocate for like a better world you know it's like our our, our we're like mentally fucking processing and unpacking the fact that like people who raised us people who were at every family event we went to have like real hatred in their hearts for people that we love um and maybe that's just kind of part of growing up but i also feel the last three years sort of forced a lot of us to realize these things faster because people were so public for so long in our world recognizing of course that it was not as public to particularly disadvantaged and minority communities yeah and the hard part is that they want me to of course just get over that and blood is thicker than water and we're family we're always going to be family and we know you love your friends and everything but we're more important than that because we're family and eventually you'll come to realize that your ideas are kind of weird or stupid or wrong so you know we're just going to kind of infantilize that or mm -hmm. or minimize that on your end and just say you know what just ignore that for you and it'll be okay you can just hang out with us but it's like you know those not to put too fine of a point on it, but those beliefs are genocidal in a way. I mean, we've got people like somebody like Michael Knowles from the Daily Wire um, at CPAC saying that uh, we need to eradicate transsexualism. And then, of course, he clarified and said, oh, well, I don't mean we need to kill transsexual people. We just need to eradicate the idea of transgenderism, transsexualism, like that there, there's no difference there. Obviously there's like, that is a threat of violence, no matter how you say that. And that is what my family doesn't understand is it's like, well, you aren't that way. You're not queer. So like you can still hang out with us and it's okay. But there's that feeling like, can I, and I feel like now we've gotten a lot darker than we intended this episode to be. But it is absolutely a hellscape that I'm sure a lot of people in America are going through. Live, laugh, love, except for your racist family. <laughs> in their houses, live, laugh, love, unless you're a faggot. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but of course I had an uncle who recently came out as gay. So suddenly gay people are, mm, okay, maybe they're not so bad. What's his Wait number? till they meet Kirk. Wait until your aunt recently comes out as black. Wait until your aunt <laughs> is dead. That's me. <laughs> what? Maggie, you probably don't know this. Kirk is named after his dead aunt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Did I tell you that I met a new Kirk and he's also gay? Okay. I now know that's three bullshit. Kirks and they're all gay. I only know one Kirk and that's more than I enough. think there's a... There's there's a, a duo or a trio coming along called the KKK Gay. Oh, my God. <laughs> KKK Gay, did you just say? <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. Well, yeah, I, I feel like that gives us a good summary of like what all of our personal hellscapes are. And I hope that people were able to learn a little bit about us as they were listening to that and, and maybe a little bit more about who we are, not pretending to be political experts anymore. But Kirk, would you mind uh, giving people an expectation yeah. of what to expect from the new podcast? Yeah, listen, we're still going to be unpacking things. Relax, Paul. We're not unpacking college boys' pants, but under a new lens, <gasps> a lens of the hellscape. Okay. We're going to have... That was not in the script. <laughs> it was one time. <laughs> right, listen, girl. We plan to have better production. 
Erica has better Wi-Fi, more guests, and extremely hot and possibly horrible and cancelable takes. We want to dive into a diverse range of topics over the next couple of months, starting with Pride Month, because, duh. We'll go back and examine historical events to see how we still feel the effects today. We'll cover current events and pop culture, and we always hope to uncover how the seemingly mundane things we all take for granted or know little about always have an undercurrent of the hellscape. Obviously, a lot of what we talk about will be serious topics, but for our own sanity and yours, we will be more true to ourselves and find the humor within the absurdity. We will poke fun at the ridiculousness of all parts of our political spectrum, but as a left-wing podcast and Andrew, we will always eviscerate the dangerous rhetoric of the right. Since none of us are experts, and you shouldn't listen to anything we say... (laughs) We're committing to bringing actual experts onto the podcast to co-host and interview. We may be a mentally ill group of millennials and boomers, but we never want you to be uninformed. Finally, in the tradition of Let's Unpack That, we will always bring the listeners resources and action items to help you get involved and make a difference, however small. So here's to Hellscape Carousel until we burn out again and fall off and you never hear from us again. <laughs> Love. Kirk, that was terrible. I can't well, believe... Andrew wrote most of that. <laughs> I wrote like the oh, intro, but yeah. No, Kirk, I just meant like, the fact that you read that was know, so powerful. Oh, yeah, I mean, is not Kirk. A joke. <laughs> Maggie, if you didn't know, I, I am Leah Michelle. <laughs> He's a Leah Michelle of this podcast, illiterate and racist, and racist, <laughs> and, ab- and absolutely delusional about his level of talent. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, shade to me, not to her though, because true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everyone, who who is your dream guest for Hellscape Carousel? <gasps> Well, like shoot big, Paul. You normally don't. I shoot a lot. Oh my god! <laughs> but not far. Don't, don't okay. talk about the boys' level of hydration. Does alcohol count? No. Um, <laughs> but I would say the dream guest for this podcast is um me. Um, and I'm being facetious, but um, I anticipate just based on my own mental health that I will be in and out in the beginnings of this podcast. So uh, I uh, am still working through a lot of things in my own brain. I am learning to love myself as a single human being again. Uh, I am challenging myself to do things more for myself. Um, and I realize that all of that sounds like very like whatever, like, uh, woo woo bullshit but like um to me uh it's really important just to stay conscious of my energy levels and and what i can commit and what i can't commit so uh as much as i will continue to be a part of this i may not always be uh, vocally present for all of our listeners but uh i'm equally just as excited for um people to get to know the let's unpack that slash hellscape carousel team as it actually is not as like Paul Warren and friends, you know, but as something that we all do together. Dream guest is John Hamm, particularly naked. <gasps> yes. Okay. Again, stop unpacking people's pants. <laughs> some things change and some things will stay the same. Uh-huh. Some things, Girl uh, some pants need to be unpacked. And if you've seen that package, John Hamm. Hoes are going to hoe, okay? I'm literally so, I'm so not promiscuous. Okay. <laughs> Or Erica, who's your dream guest? Other than Candace Owens, your icon. <laughs> Literally my tether. Now, first Honestly, of all. Honestly, would love to have Candace Owens. Putting it out there, Candio. Get the fuck on. out of here. <laughs> the way that I could not spend more than three seconds without commenting on her raggedy ass silk press and her <laughs> failing edges. Um, my dream guest, I think, isn't someone particular, but I would love um, to have someone who is involved in local politics 
honestly, it would be iconic to have the new mayor of Philadelphia Mm -hmm. uh, come on just because I do think that despite us registering under the same party, I do think that our ideals different or differ. Um, So I would love to have people who have, you know, completely opposite opinions to us. And I I think that what I really appreciate about all of us um, here on this podcast is that we're not afraid to look on the other side and we're also not afraid to kind of call out the faults on our own side. So I would really love to have um, a guest on where we are having conversations with someone on the other side of the aisle. Um, but yeah, speaking of people on the other side of the aisle, Andrew. <laughs> well, it'll come as no surprise that my dream guest is Ben Shapiro. <gasps> Jesus, Jesus fucking no, Christ. No, no, no. I will take the cop out and agree with Erica that I think that a really like a dream guest for me would be somebody in local politics. And I think that's something that we want to do with this podcast is we spent so much time and so much brain power on the national presidential election that we burned ourselves out. And there really isn't honestly that much that we can do as individuals to affect the outcome of that election. Now, that's not to say don't vote for the president because you absolutely should, but where we actually have a very real, very immediate impact is your local elections, your small town elections, uh, your your city elections, your state elections, because those have a much smaller voter base and you have immediate access to those people in a variety of different ways that you just don't have on the federal level. And all of that filters up. For better or worse, that's kind of the way our country is structured, that you don't really directly vote for the president, but you can directly vote for the people at a local and state level. So I would love to have some of those candidates on. Um, and to name a specific name, definitely John Fetterman. I would love to have him on the podcast. Oh, I think I say Dr. Oz. <gasps> Iconic. I would. That I would have so incredible. many questions about his weight loss pills. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if we could do a gotcha interview with Dr. Oz, that would be insane. Um, but, I mean, shooting really, really big, Dr. Phil, because I would just love to go <gasps> <the> motherfucker. <gasps> I love Why not? Y'all Why not? I love that. You know, famously, I've never seen Andrew and Dr. Phil in the same room, so. <laughs> I have more hair than Dr. Phil. Yeah, girl, I mean, I would I go for, say... like, can we go for Ricky Lake? Like, can we do something a little different? <laughs> I'd say Jerry Springer, but God rest his soul. Um, but oh. I, I know. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, Maury is still kicking, right? Maury Povich? Absolutely still kicking. Um, he's like 85. Um, I would say, you know, it's just interesting to me that I brought on someone that, like, I want to have sex with. And okay. Andrew brought on someone that he also wants to have sex with, John Fetterman, in his nasty shorts. <laughs> It is interesting that I, I I suggested a man who is similarly challenged with hair growth, like I am, and fashion. Oh yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I am I am wearing a big shapeless hoodie right now, so that tracks. Andrew has like two nice shirts, well, <laughs> and I've seen him in both of them multiple times. Yeah, please get a new one for the pride party, girl. You're not. That's not a lie. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite video of Andrew ever is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Scared. My 
my goodbye party, which Kirk decided to turn into a grade school reunion and a pride party, uh, which thank you so which much. Which are oxymorons, a grade school reunion and a pride party. Literally, I am not proud of that grade school or the fact that I graduated from there. Um, but uh, is this video of uh, Cassie putting sunscreen on Andrew's back in the middle of the party? Oh my God. I don't know if I've Wait, ever can seen you send that, that to me? actually. Wait, no, or is it a picture? It might, be, I don't know. I don't remember. I'll find it. It was a video. But, okay, but I'll say, okay. Kirk, so you know so for context, for context, oh my God. Kirk's apartment has a rooftop and he's Condo. got like a. Condo. Girl, you do not <laughs> own that. I'll try it again. <laughs> it's a white refrigerator. Girl, I do not have a white refrigerator. Okay. <laughs> so there, there is a rooftop Ooh, and there's a seating areas wrong. and everything. It's a timeshare. <laughs> and and so you're baking in the Philadelphia sun up there and and my white ass was up there in the middle of June for a pride party and I was on fire so uh, my girlfriend had to save me otherwise I would have been a cinder <laughs> that's okay, true so love Mount, that is Mount true Vesuvius love. at the top of Kirk's condo so, yeah. <laughs> yeah gosh my time shared in the Bahamas um, I have two dream guests. One that Andrew just mentioned would love to have Cassie, just to roast Andrew with with Cassie. Yes, up here. Cassie is Andrew's um, <laughs> landlord, and then uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> so suck on my condo, bitch. <laughs> We're gonna leave it in. It's part of the pod, Lord. Now <laughs> and, then, and then second. I would love to have Maggie on our new, I'm going to call her our producer. And let's let her, you know what? Let her say a little few things right now. Come EP, on, Maggie, get yourself, get yourself Maggie, off mute. Maggie. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I just want to go back a little bit. First off, if you search Vietnam Ikea, you get a story about how they take wood from Vietnam for Ikea. <laughs> oh my God. What a, what a callback. A true professional. And this podcast is sponsored by Ikea. Wait, so the wood is not Swedish? Apparently, apparently Are the meatballs? <laughs> oh, the ever Kirk, everyone knows that the meatballs are like limbs from prisoner of wars at Vietnam. Oh my god. Oh my. Oh. I was gonna you say mean, horse cut who that Trump called? Cut that you out. Cut way, that out. Way you mean losers <laughs> per Trump? You mean duds. Um, Maggie, please uh, continue. But Maggie, please oh go god. on. Introduce yourself a little bit. Okay. Um, well, I'm Maggie. Um, I was not expecting to speak. So, <laughs> um, but no, um, I found this wild bunch, probably like a lot of people listening. Um, I followed Paul, um, back when Paul was like just becoming Paul, the influencer no longer. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I became obsessed. I have a political background and then like burned out. And Paul kind of made it easy to get back into it. So that happened. And then I found Let's Unpack That. And then I kind of got hooked on these hooligans. I'd walk on the treadmill and laugh. <laughs> I, I know that nobody else around me knew what I was listening to, but I thought it was great. They definitely knew you were listening to this. <laughs> I should have like worn a t-shirt. That said, like, I'm listening to Let's Unpack That. Please listen to. <laughs> that. That's a great merch idea. Get those in production that's right now. That's a 
Somebody write well, that down. Let's not call it. Let's not call it. Let's not call it. Because it doesn't oh, exist. Whatever. Anymore. We're like, we're like <laughs> great, be- great merch idea. We should do that. Maggie, can you do that for us, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write it down in my notes for this week. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm super excited. This is like, this has been such a fun trip already. Um, and I want to warn you, this is how they got me because Paul originally Nobody got you, me please. And <laughs> they wanted you. <laughs> Paul came to me in 2020 and he said, hey, I, I want to do more episodes of my podcast. Can you produce and edit? And I was like, oh, sure. I just that don't want to talk. And then the first episode while I was sitting there on mute, Paul was like, hey, what do you think about this? And now I'm sucked into this fucking hellscape. Period. Period. I would I like to tell my side. I, for, hold on, I forgot. Hold on. I'm speaking. No, hold on. I forgot about. I, I forgot about. <laughs> okay. I forgot about the episodes where Andrew literally is a producer. Like, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. it was like 30 seconds of one episode he, before he was a producer. But uh, I just remember Paul asked him to talk. And my first thought was, what the hell? Like, why is he here in the first place? Also, mind you, at this point, Andrew and I had definitely been at the same party together. Multiple times. But because we sit on two opposite ends of the social spectrum, I mean, I'm sure I existed to Andrew because I am the highlight of every room that I walk oh, into. the only black person in that party, probably. <laughs> that and <laughs> loud. That's yeah. true. That is- <laughs> because you're wearing your Shein pants. They were falling off. <laughs> first of all, I was wearing... Old Navy jeans, respectfully. <laughs> but look what are, look where we are now. We've given little Whitey a voice. Are you talking about? Oh, I thought you were talking about Maggie. I was like, Jesus! <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no. I was like, it's her first and... episode. <laughs> that would be the most heinous straight any I could ever throw at Maggie. But yes, we're very excited, excited to have Maggie here. Excited, <laughs> exciting. <laughs> Hashtag excited for I mean, Maggie. At this point. At this point, I'm so used to you guys. I think in our first meeting, Erica forgot to go on a date. So at this point, I'm so used to you guys. That's iconic. And that's how important the podcast is to us. No, that's she how little I care about someone's son. <laughs> she prioritized us over them. But yeah, I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Thanks for having me. We're excited me. to have you. Now go back on mute. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, Kirk. Kirk, you go on I mute. She literally did. Oh my god! Hateful. Well, you know, I think we should wrap this up. So, are you going to do it? I could do it. I could do it. Unlike sex in the now gay community, I think we the should last wrap word. this up. I think we should wrap this up, like Paul did last week with this marriage. <laughs> I I thought my joke was better. I said, unlike sex in the gay community, we should wrap this I up. I didn't hear. I didn't hear it. Oh, well, they're both good. Let's keep them both. <laughs> so. This has been another episode of Let's Unpack That. I'm Paul. It's not. Girl, an it's been not the first Let's episode. Unpack. <laughs> It's the first episode of Hellscape Carousel. Leave that in. We're leaving that in. (laughs) Oh my God. This has been another episode of Hellscape. This has been the first episode of Hellscape Carousel. Fuck my life. I'm not doing this. I'm not the voice of this podcast anymore. All right. I'll handle this with my buttery, soft, Afro-American, slightly urban voice. Okay, Wendy Williams. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our first episode of Hellscape Carousel. I'm Erica. I'm Paul. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kirk. And if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know which one you were going to (laughs) use. That was my favorite one. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Hellscape Carousel. If you like what you heard, 
leave a five-star review, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Stay tuned for more episodes.